Hey, how you doing? Coming up today on the podcast, thanks for saying no, to win, you must say no, and everything starts with your thoughts. Are you ready? Let's go. You know how you sometimes feel stuck? Like you're drifting through life, going through the motions? You know you were created for something more, that an average life just isn't enough for you. Then you're in the right place. Find your purpose. Live your passion. Let's go. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. And I would love for you to share it with others. Like us, subscribe to it. It's everywhere you can hear podcasts. And check out my webpage, gregorybnap.com. The link is in the show notes there, gregorybnap.com. And you can get my free ebook, Five Steps to Finding Your Passionate Purpose. I want to start out today with something kind of weird. Thanks for saying no. Wait, what? Yeah, thanks for saying no. Here's, here's a little quote to get you started. Guess who said this? So we went to Atari and said, hey, we've got this amazing thing. Even built it with some of your parts. And what do you think about funding us? Or we'll give it to you. We just want to do it. Pay our salary. We'll come work for you. And they said, no. So then we went to Hewlett Packard and they said, hey, we don't need you. You haven't even gone through college yet. End quote. That's from Steve Jobs on his attempts to get Atari and HP interested in his and Steve Wozniak's personal computer. Bet they wish they had said yes to those guys. But I bet Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak were very happy they said no once they launched their own business. See, we've all been told no when we wanted a yes. Rejection stings, it hurts, it sucks, it helps us. Wait, what? Yes, no's can help us. Yes, no's? Yeah, yes, no's can help us. I know that was a little confusing, but here's what I mean. Imagine if Atari had simply hired the Steves. Would they have become all that they became? Would they have done all they have done? Would I be typing on this Mac today that I type my blogs on? Would I be talking and potentially grammatically incorrect questions and continuing to ask you things? No. Because they were told no, they had to figure out a way to make their ideas and computers so good that people would have to buy them and the industry couldn't ignore them. I mean, you would just have to. I love what Steve Martin says about this type of thing. Be so good they can't ignore you. Yeah, that's the secret to success. Be so good they can't ignore you. Love it. My oldest daughter is named Faith. Now, she's been an actress since she was six years old, and she loves it. But all the way up through her junior year of high school, she had never landed the lead role in any of her shows. She's gotten a lot of no, and it was frustrating for her. There were teary nights. Are you sure you want to be an actress, honey? It might be less painful to just hit yourself in the head with a hammer every couple of weeks. She said, no, Dad, I want to be an actress. She is driven. She taught herself to tap via YouTube in the unfinished part of our basement. She talked us into getting her voice and dance lessons. She found an extra choir group to join outside of her school. She auditioned for every place she could find. She applied to every modeling and advertising agency in town, and she got one. Now, man, this young lady has worked and practiced hard, and she became a really good actress, singer, and dancer. Now, if she had gotten more yeses along the way... I don't think she would have worked as hard. I mean, why would you practice hard when you're already getting all the good parts, when everybody's already telling you how great you are? And I know that's true because I asked her, Faith, do you think you would be as good of an actress, dancer, and singer today if you had, have you been getting all these lead roles along the way? And she said, no way, Dad. I am way better now. In fact, I've gotten better than some of the kids who used to get the leads all the time. While they were coasting, I was working and growing. Yeah. 
while they were coasting, she was working and growing. Sometimes a no is better than a yes if it makes you work and get better or gives you more opportunities to do things you never thought you could do because you had to now. Yeah, and face hard work paid off and it's paying off. See, back when she was in high school, her senior year, she got the lead in several plays. She auditioned and was one of only eight students accepted to a very good Bachelor of Fine Arts excuse me, in acting program at the University of Central Florida, graduated there. Now she's in L.A. pursuing her dream, and I have no doubt that she's going to make it. I also have no doubt that she will face a lot more no's, and they will continue to make her into the actress she needs to be to hear that one yes that's going to lead to a lot of yeses. You know, I had the same experience with no when I was playing basketball, getting into radio, sales, voice work, and a lot more. I mean, I have gotten plenty of no. I still get plenty of no. When I let that be the final answer, then I'm done. But when I look at why I get the no and I work to get better, I'm often able to turn it into a yes. And it usually is a lot better yes than I would have gotten the first time I was told no. Greg, are you going to keep saying no's and yeses through this whole thing? It's a little confusing. I get it. But just hang in there with me. What about you? What no made you better? And how can you turn a no into the motivator to do the work you need to become in order to become who you want to be? And see, that's a really important part here. A lot of times people think a goal is achieving this thing, making it to this point, grabbing this brass ring or whatever. No, no, no. The, The goal is that you are becoming the person you need to become in order to achieve the goals you set before you. And it never ends. You're constantly becoming that new person. That's the process part of the goal that's worth doing. The yeses you earn will be so very sweet. And you know what? The goodness of the no's keep coming. I've got another no story for you. And it's this. To win big, you need a heavy dose of vitamin N. Vitamin N is what we call no in the nap house. See, have you ever been working really hard on an important goal and then noticed that other things in your life are starting to slide? Then you start feeling guilty, man, that you're not doing everything. Then you start shooting on yourself and shooting on yourself. Be careful of how I'm pronouncing this here. Shooting on yourself is pretty messy. I should be able to reach all my goals without giving up anything. I should be better at this. I should not have slept more than five hours last night because I got a lot of work to do. I should be able to work a full-time job, start a side business, lose weight, take care of the yard, clean the house, volunteer at church, and be the perfect mom, dad, wife, husband, however, you know, insert name here. I should be able to play in the NBA. I should be able to speak Spanish. I should be able to speak Mandarin. I should be able to travel the world. I should be playing the guitar like Eric Clapton. Okay, that last should is really just a wish for me. Sorry about that. I mean, it sounds silly when you read all these shoulds out loud, but we do this stuff to ourselves all the time, don't we? I know I do. Right here, hand up. Why? Why? And I think it's because we have more than one goal and we want to accomplish them all right now. And we think if we let anything slip while we're working on a goal, then we're a failure. Now, you would never tell a friend that, would you? You would never talk to your friend the way that you are talking to yourself right now and shooting on yourself. But it is what we do to ourselves. I have more than one thing I want to do in life. I'm sure you do. I have one more, one more, excuse me, one. Can I say this correctly? I have more than one goal in my life. 
And I'm sure you do too. One of my goals is to speak clearly. Uh, but we have to remember one of my favorite quotes from David Allen that I have told my girls from the time they could hear and listen and understand, and I still tell them, and it's this. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. And this is where the heavy dose of vitamin N comes in. It's the vitamin your parents gave you while you were growing up. The one that stopped you from being a spoiled brat. We need some more parents dishing this out. I know the vitamin no is not being used very much in some families today, but it's a good thing. And we've got to bring it back. I'm bringing no back. Kind of like Justin Timberlake, a little different. When I was finishing my book, I was spending two to three hours a day writing it, right? While I was still spending about eight hours a day on my job and trying to do everything else with my family and something I had to give. So I blogged a little less. I didn't create new videos. I wasn't playing my guitar. I watched almost no TV. I said no to invitations to go places. I focused and used heavy doses of vitamin N on myself. I like how Steve Jobs put it. Focusing is about saying no. And I know it's hard to say no. We all want to be the team player. I mean, you don't want to be called selfish or lazy or rude. No, 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 no. You want to be a yes person. We want to say yes to our boss when she asks us to take on another project. We want to say yes to our colleagues who ask for our help. We want to say yes to our kids and our spouse and our church and charities and friends and on and on and on. And that's not something, well, how am I put it? I'm not trying to tell you to say no to everybody all the time. I'm not trying to say that you should never help out a coworker or a friend. Of course not. This isn't carte blanche permission for you to say no to everyone all the time forever. You're still going to say yes to your spouse and kids and boss and church and everything else. It's just that you're not going to say yes all the time. That there are going to be strategic seasons in your life on when you say no. And you have to be very strategic when you say yes. Make sure you know that the word no is not a dirty word. It's two letters, not four. It will end up helping you and everybody you care about. In fact, it'll help you more than saying yes to everybody else. Sometimes you have to say no in order to say yes to what's most important. I mean, every time you say yes, you have to think to yourself, by saying yes here, what am I going to have to say no to? And is it worth it? Success comes by doing one thing and then doing another one thing. And then another. Why? Because we can't do more than one thing at a time. Regardless of what Oprah told you, no, we cannot multitask one thing at a time and then the next thing. You know, have you ever read John Acuff's book, Finish? It's, it's pretty good. And I, I like a point he makes on this. He says you need to pick what to bomb in your life. I don't want to bomb anything. No, well, too bad because you're going to, right? At this particular time with your priorities, what are you going to let slide? What are you going to bomb on? Do you need to pay someone to take care of your lawn or clean the house? Is it time to take a break from one of the committees you're serving on? Do your kids need to understand that they need to pitch in more around the house so you have a couple more free hours a week? Do you need to let someone else lead the new project at work this time? See, every time we say yes to what someone else wants from us, we are saying no to time focused on our goals and what we want. And if we're spread too thin, trying to help everybody else with their work, we end up with poor results for them and for the work we are called to do. So we need to administer a healthy dose of vitamin N, and we need to be comfortable saying no. Now look, you can be nice in how you say it, but you don't need to act like you're doing something horrible by saying no. Now here's some ways to say no. Ready? No. 
<laughs> I like that one. Here's another way. Hey, thanks for asking me, but I'm in the middle of a project right now that I have to finish by my deadline. Or, you know what? I'm not really the best person to help on this one. That's really Jim's specialty. Poor Jim. Uh, it could be anybody's name. Another one. I've already committed to, fill in the blank, right now. I know you'll do a great job on this. Or, you know, I'm not able to set aside the time needed to do that well right now, so I'm going to have to say no. Or, I'm really honored you thought about me to do this, but I'm not able to help on this one. Or, no, I'm sorry, I'm not able to do that. Or even this way, no, I'm not able to do that. You don't have to say sorry. Or, well, you, you, you fill in the blank. Do you have a good one? I'm telling you, if you practice getting good at saying no, it will change your life. So try it out. See how it feels. Let me know. Say no to someone today. Say no to two people tomorrow. Or as John Acuff says, pick what you're going to bomb. It is liberating. And finally, today, I wanted to go into how everything begins with your thoughts. It all starts with your thoughts, right? I put it this way before, too. You think, therefore you do, therefore you are. Earl Nightingale said, you become what you think about. I mean, take a look around you right now and what do you see? Everything you see that is made by man was the thought somewhere first. Everything. Someone had to conceive of the couch you're sitting on or the car you're driving in. Uh, somebody had to make the plans, had to gather the materials. The, the work had to be done to make it and ship it to the store where you purchased it. And someone had to dream up the house you're living in before it was built. I had to think of every word I'm saying before I said it. Right now, everything that gets done in this world begins as a thought. From the very first automobile to manned spaceflight to the internet to cancer treatments to magnificent symphonies, works of art, everything had its origins in thought. That's pretty crazy to me. Have you ever thought that through? Ralph Waldo Emerson said this, a man is what he thinks about all day long. So you become what you think about the most, or you become what you think about all day long. You create what you think about all day long. You develop solutions and ideas for what you think about all day long. What you think about leads you to who you are, who you will become, what you do, and what you will do. Sounds fantastic and unbelievable. Well, uh, so I'll say this, test it. Test it and see if it makes sense to you. When you come up with what you're passionate about and what your, what your purpose is in life, that starts with a thought too. You've got to think deeply about this and think about it all day long to get the answers that you want out of life. 90% of our thoughts are automatic. You don't even realize you're thinking them. And I think that's one of our biggest problems with making changes. See, we have to change our thoughts before we change our behavior. And if we keep thinking the same things we thought every day, then we're going to keep doing the same things we've done every day. And then we're not going to be doing anything different and meeting any new goals. Right? So, what are you thinking about all day long? Are they your original thoughts? Or, here's the other thing, are they thoughts that other people have put in your head? Are they positive or negative thoughts? Are they helping or hurting you? So, take some time today and think about and answer each of those questions. Write the answers down. It's going to help change your life. Because whatever you focus on, you will tend to get more of it. Your conscious and subconscious minds will get the message that this is important to you and they will work on it all day and all night and help you with whatever it is you're thinking about. That is awesome. 
How about the founder of Buddhism said this, all that we are is the result of what we have thought. The mind is everything. What we think, we become. Yeah. Your subconscious mind does not care if you're thinking negative or positive thoughts. You're focusing on it so it thinks, hey, it must want it. Earl Nightingale has this in his book, The Strangest Secret Ever Told, which I highly, highly recommend you read. And, and he, he relates it to a farmer in his field. And he said, look, whether the farmer plants corn or poison ivy, the field doesn't care. It's going to grow one just as well as the other. The field does not judge what you're planting. If the farmer plants corn and cares for it, the field will yield a wonderful crop of corn. If the farmer plants poison ivy, the field doesn't listen to the farmer saying, oh, no, no, I want poison ivy. Uh, excuse me, no, I don't want poison ivy. I want corn, right? And just praying for corn and pray. He can pray for corn all day long. He planted poison ivy. He's getting poison ivy. That's what the field knows. That's what he's going to get. And it's the same thing with your mind. What are you planting in your mind every day? So be careful what you think about. Are you thinking about solutions or problems? Are you thinking about important goals or busy work? Are you making things better or are you just thinking about complaining? If you constantly are thinking these negative thoughts, then you're going to get negative outcomes. I bet you've seen it in your life, right? Think about when you get in a funk and you start complaining and, 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 and things just go in this downward spiral. Man, that's tough to get out of. And most of us have also had the opposite where something good happens and you focus on it and then you're on a roll and you feel like you're in the zone and things just getting better and better. Yeah, it can go either way. So if you don't like the results you're getting in life, you need to take a look at what you're thinking about. Remember, all action starts with a thought, conscious or unconscious. And most of us get into habits that we tend to follow every day. We stop engaging our conscious mind and just go through the day on autopilot. So what do you do the same every day? From when you wake up to how you get ready to go to work, to how you drive to the office, to how you tackle the day's task, to how you eat dinner, to what you do in your spare time with your family, what are you telling yourself in your head all day as you keep repainting your habits? What are you thinking about all day long? Because that is what you are and what you are becoming. And if you want to change your results, you've got to change your thinking. Albert Einstein said this, the world as we have created it is a process of our thinking. It cannot be changed without changing our thinking. So what do you think the chances are for your life to change if you keep thinking and doing the same things that got you to where you are now? You know, we if you've been listening to the podcast and maybe even going to my website and trying the five-step process to finding your passion or purpose, then you've decided what you want. So once you get there, then the key is to think about what you want and keep it in the forefront of your mind as often as possible. And some people say, well, it's difficult to keep thinking about what I want throughout the whole day, Greg. I mean, I got a lot of things going on. I got my job, I got my family, my relationships, and, and what I'm doing in the moment. And, and I got to live in the moment. Yes, you're right. All of that is true. But you are already thinking about a lot more than what you're actually doing all day long. Because you're talking to yourself, aren't you? I mean, all day long, you're saying things like, well, why do I have to get up so early? Oh man, this meeting's boring. I'm never getting that promotion. How did he get so successful? Guess I'm not as lucky as he is. And I'll never achieve my dreams. Or you could be saying things like, this is going to be a great day. Man, things keep working out for me. I am really on a roll today. I am finishing my sales presentation today. I can do this. See, when you pay attention to your internal talk, 
and just, you know, write it down maybe for a couple days. Actually write down what you're saying to yourself. Set your smartphone on a timer so it goes off every 15 minutes. And when it goes off, then you say, that was a great timer, Greg. Yeah. When it goes, then you write down exactly what you're thinking right then. See if you can catch yourself thinking positive or negative thoughts throughout the day and write those down as well. And at the end of the day, take a little look at the notes and then ask yourself, what did I find out about my thoughts and my self-talk? Because if you're like most people and you don't actively work at controlling your thinking, then you're going to be shocked at just how negative your self-talk is. But when you practice and become proficient in controlling your thoughts, you're also going to be amazed at the difference it's going to make in every part of your life. It really doesn't take too long to turn around your thoughts and your attitude and your actions and your results. To become intentional about what you think about all day long. When you do that, get ready to watch the changes that follow. Now, in the next episode, I'm going to talk to you about really how to change the pattern of your thoughts. Until then, please tell everybody that you know to give the uh, podcast a listen. I just really want to help more people find and pursue their passion and purpose and then give them processes to do it instead of just getting excited and motivated about it. So tell everybody, like us, listen on Facebook, and go to GregoryBnap.com for your free gift. GregoryBnap.com. The spelling's in the show notes. Find your purpose. Live your passion. Let's go.